Good evening. My name is Blake Holmes, and I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recover recovering from fear, from a desire to want to control. It is good to be with you tonight, friends, and I recognize we all come in here with different stories. Some of us come in here with different fears and insecurities, and I want to talk to you about where my fear began. <clears throat> my fear began at a really young age. I'll never forget the night which the phone rang. Uh, I was in elementary school at the time, and um, I remember the look on my mother's face when I learned that my aunt was killed in a terrible, tragic accident, and I saw the look on her face. About two weeks later after that, my grand grandfather passed away. It was not more than a year after that. My mom was in a um, hospital, caught a terrible bacterial infection, which kept her there for days. My dad didn't think she was going to live. And uh, fortunately, she did, but it was a year after that, our house caught on fire and burned, and we were out for over a year. So I share with you um, those stories briefly, a little bit about um, my experience, because what happened to me at a very young age is I became crippled by fear. Fear crippled me. It enslaved me. Because everywhere around me, it seemed like those I loved and those things that I cared about were threatened or they were gone. This isn't a fear like, hey, I'm afraid to get on the roller coaster, you know, at Six Flags, a passing fear, but a fear that followed me like a shadow. A fear that at a young age, I, I missed out on good opportunities because I didn't want to go to the friend's house. Or I didn't, um, I wasn't confident enough, right, to, to sleep in my own bed. I remember at night, night after night after night, I'd, I'd walk into my parents' room and, and look just to see, hey, are they, are they still there? I don't know um, if you've ever been crippled by fear before, but it's a very vulnerable feeling. Right? And as I grew up and as a young man, I could, I could just start to feel, hey, I'm not like my friends. I feel more and more isolated. They feel strong. They look confident. I, I'm feeling more anxious. And with that, then I feel the need to want to control my circumstances. Because then if I can control my circumstances, I have less need to be fearful because I'm in control. And so I would look to, for ways to cope and to control those circumstances or to find pleasure or to alleviate those fears. And it led to more pain, more isolation, and more shame. It wasn't until a valet car parker shared with me where life and hope could be found and told me that there was a God in heaven who loved me, who saw me, who heard me, and who cared for my every need. A valet car parker. And I grew up in church. I imagine someone shared with me along the way the hope of Jesus Christ. But it wasn't until I heard that valet car parker share with me that God desires a personal relationship with him. And that God defeated sin and death. And that God entered into that world that is broken where houses burn, ants are killed, lives are lost. 
and he triumphs over the grave, that it went from the head knowledge and an awareness about who Jesus is to God doing a transforming work in my heart to where I felt like I no longer needed to control but to surrender. I want to thank those of you who are here for the first time tonight because you did an incredibly brave thing to one, go from work to drive to that parking lot and then go from that parking lot to get out of that car and to walk in here. And I know there are many of you because I have many friends who've sat where you have sat before and thought, man, I'm, I'm never going in there. And then they come in here and they're going, well, I'll do it once and then I'm out. And if that's you, I just want to thank you. And I want to tell you that there's a God in heaven who loves you. And whatever enslaves you, whatever's paralyzing you, whatever feels overwhelming, whatever reason you're in here tonight, there's a God who knows you and he loves you. And you don't need to walk in shame because he offers you freedom. I want to be that valet car parker for you tonight. Same way that young man was for me at a very young age. The phone, sadly, I'm 50 years old. And sadly, that phone has continued to ring over the years. I'm not telling you that when you walk with Jesus, the phone never rings with bad news on the other end. But what I'm telling you is you can begin to experience a new life and freedom in Christ. Where you can trust him. Because you know ultimately he always has your best interest in mind. I want to share with you one verse. It's Exodus 2, verses 24 through 25. To set the context, if you don't know anything about the Bible, Exodus is the second book of the Bible. And God's people have grown to such an extent that the people in Egypt feel threatened by them and they have enslaved them. And they've been enslaved for decades. And after many years in slavery... I have to think they thought to themselves, has God forgotten me? Does he even care? Is he faithful to his promises? Yeah, he's the God of my grandparents and my great-grandparents. But he's not the God for me. And it's in this time of slavery, we read Exodus 2, 24 through 25, and it says this. And God heard their groaning. And God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God saw the people of Israel. And God knew. If you look at that verse one more time and you just make note of each portion that talks about God. It's something that I would encourage you to go back to and consider. God heard. What did he hear? He heard their groaning. You see, oftentimes in our pain, in our feeling overwhelmed, our vulnerability, we buy the lie that God doesn't hear our groaning. Somehow he's aloof or immune to our pain and to our, our cries. And what we have to hear and what I'm telling you tonight and begging you to consider 
is there's a reason why you're here. It's because God hears our groaning. He's fully aware of where you are, the pain done to you and the pain you've caused. And God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God remembered. You know what that's a reference to, Abraham, Isaac, and to Jacob. It's, it's saying that God is a God of faithfulness, a God of promise, a God who's a God over history. A God who's writing your story. And he's faithful to his promises. And he hasn't forgotten you, Israel. That's what that means. God remembered. See, he promised Abraham that he was going to take him to a land of promise where he would experience blessing and flourishing. And God saw the people of Israel. If there's anything I want you to know that tonight is that there's a God in heaven who sees you. He sees you in whatever is enslaving you. And he offers hope. And he offers freedom. That's what the book of Exodus is all about. A God who offers freedom. God who's entered into our world because he loves us and has provided a way of escape if we will follow him. And then I love, I love what it says, how it ends. And God knew. Well, what did God know? I mean, what, what, does, it, what does that mean? I sat there and just was wrestling with that. And God knew. Well, God, what, what do you know? What am I supposed to learn from that? God knows our story. God knows where we are. God knows how we're doing. God knows where we are. But God knows where we're going. He always has your best interest at heart. And so if you're here for the very first time, you're like, man, I don't even know why I walked in here. I'm just taking a step. I'm taking a long shot. Man, welcome. And there's two groups who are commencing tonight. Which um, is so great. So great. And if you know how this story ends, I just want to say something to you. And I mean it with encouragement. What happens is God delivers from them, them from their slavery. They begin to experience freedom. But here is the craziest thing that happens. Here's the craziest thing, the greatest mystery. But it speaks to the human heart. Do you know what happens after they leave Egypt and they leave slavery? They want to go back. I read that and I go, what? You're enslaved. And then they want to go back to what was familiar, to what was known, to what was routine, to what was more predictable, to where they had a, felt like they had more control. And God's going, no, it's freedom. It's freedom. I have a plan for you. It's freedom. Keep going. And so for all of us, that freedom comes from following him, surrendering our will to him every single day. Every day. And acknowledging we need him. 
acknowledging we need him. And he needs us. And so no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter how many times you've done it, I want you to know there's a God in heaven who loves you. He hears you. He remembers. He sees. And he knows. He knows what's best for you if you'll trust him. So I want to invite Julie to come up now and share her story with you.